Welcome to the Daily Creed, where we help you break your limited beliefs that are holding you back from being a personal and professional success when you master the five character traits of commitment, resilience, excellence, execution, and discipline. You will have the power to dominate your industry and live the life you desire. And now, helping you to grow in every aspect of your life, your host, J.R. Spear. J.R. Spear. J.R. Spear. Welcome, everyone, to our Daily Creed podcast show. Today, we have Christopher Hampton, who is one of the most empowering, entertaining, and enthusiastic voices in motivational speaking today, inspiring audiences with transformational principles for embracing greatness and achieving success. Christopher founded the Champion Organization, which provides strategies that challenge and motivate entrepreneurs and leaders to break out of their comfort zone and release their inner champ. Welcome, Christopher. Thank you so much for being a guest on today's show today. I'm excited to share your story, learn more about what you're doing and how we can definitely make an impact to our audience today. So thank you so much for being here today. Thank you for having me, JR. It's an honor to be amongst your audience and thank you for having me on your platform. No, absolutely. So one question that I always like to ask people is tell us more about what you are doing today and how you're making an impact in the world. Wow. Uh, it's the, I am the CEO of the Champ I Am organization. So it's Champ I Am, uh, not Champ Beyond. Oh, uh, my and bad. Reason why. <laughs> it's, it's a common thing. And people say, hey, you misspelled champion. But really, I didn't because uh, Champ I Am is spelled C-H-A-M-P-I-A-M. And, um, and it's like, you spelled champion wrong. And I'm like, well, no, I didn't spell champion wrong because there's a champ on the inside of me. And that's what the champ stands for. Uh, it starts talking about me first and that there's greatness on the inside of me. Uh, when God created me, he created me with all the talent and the, the abilities and the gifts that I need to make the impact. And then the I am is talking about the personal affirmation of I am. I am everything that I need to be. It's already on the inside of me. And it's also a spiritual connotation because uh, I believe in God. So I believe that God partners with me in my life and that that I am is he says, I am everything that you need. So as you have everything that you need, I'm everything that you need and we can do this together. And that's where Champ I Am became uh, not only a brand, but my life statement. Um, and it's funny because now I can walk into public places and they say Champ I Am or the Champ is here. It became my identity. And that's when I love trying to help other people to find their vision and to find their purpose that when they see you, they should be able to see what you're about and see what your purpose is and be able to identify uh, what they're looking at. And a lot of times what's going on in life, you find out that people are looking at you and they can't tell what you look like yeah. <laughs> because we go to work every day. We, we do things and we don't even know why we do what we do. And in the end result, we look like clones of a, of a system that was said that this is what we should be when our passions and our vision will actually paint a new picture of what we're supposed to be. So my, my main focus is based around personal leadership and development and personal motivation and personal um, actualization and realization of understanding how much is on the inside of you. You don't need a champion for you. You are your champ. You don't need a savior for you. You are everything you need is in you. So my job is to help you to see that picture and release that champ I am that's on the inside of you. Yeah, that's really cool. So it's, it's it's kind of funny that you use the word champ. I am because, uh, you know, I, I'm right on lines with that. And my oldest son, his name's Jameson. He's six years old right now. And since the day that he was born, 
Like I, I remember him taking his first breath and I, I immediately call him champ. I would say, Hey champ, you know, you, you made it to the world or whatever. So that's been his identity, his nickname ever since he was born. And I always call him, call him the champ and, and saying, Hey, Hey champ. And I got two other kids as well. So I kind of feel bad because I'm like, give the, each of them their own little nickname that I have. That's kind of like our thing, but it, it's, it, it's but exactly even on that, that point, but even on that point, it, it's funny because I walk into rooms now and um, like I said, I was a manager of my job. So when they asked me, they were giving out nicknames on my job one day. And they were like, all right, everybody has to have a nickname. What's your nickname? And he actually gave a nickname to somebody else. It was like Anna Banana. And I'm like, no, I'm not. No. He was like, well, well, Chris, what do you want to be called? I'm Champ. Just call me Champ. And, and I learned an important lesson from that. Because you know what they called me from that day on? Champ. Champ. Yeah. People, people, will, will, people will go by what you tell them. And if yeah. you don't tell them, they'll create something for you. So I'd rather you create, I'd rather create my identity and put the effort of what I want to be called, because then you call me out of my name, I can correct you. But if I don't correct you, you couldn't call me out my, I've known somebody that I've known for a whole entire year, and I felt that I was calling him out of his wrong name. I was saying his name wrong the whole entire time. I was, he was like, uh, I'm like, what? Let me tell me, my name is really this. And I'm like, I've known you all year. How come you have the credit? Because everybody gets my name wrong. I said, no, your name is important. Who you are is important. Yeah. You can't let somebody call you outside your name. And if they do, you need to tell them why and then tell them who you are. Yeah. No, I, I'm right with you. And I've had many different instances like that where I have friends or colleagues or whoever, and I've been calling them something for so long. And then I hear someone else call them something different. I said, hey, wait a second. I've been calling you, so, I've been calling you something else forever. You never once corrected me. And so I, I think it's funny. Here, here's another funny story. So like my, my sister-in-law, you know, with, with her, and I, I won't say her name just for privacy purpose for her, but anyways, the way the the way that we pronounce her name, because they're, they're half Middle Eastern and half French is a certain way. But even the longest time, like even her husband today still says it differently. And she just accepted to be like, I just got tired of correcting people. And so I just let everyone call me that, but that's all he knows her by is the way that he says it. So every time he says her name, I'm like, that's not how you say her name, but she just allows it and and just like, you know what, whatever, screw it. And they've been married. But we we go through life like that, but we're, that's such a simple principle, yeah. but we go through life and people don't even know who, who the real you are, who the real you really is. It's not just that so people, people learn to accept something because it's easy. And, yeah. and it goes through talking about leadership, talking about everything. It's just because, I, I just get people get tired of correcting people or whatever it may be. And they just learn to accept because they just get worn out. I'm like, man, you, you can't accept the easy for it. And even when, even when he says her name, I'm like, that's totally wrong. And it just, <laughs> because, because here's the reality is I've known them for more than 18 years. Like my wife, I've been with her for 18 years. Uh-huh. So I knew her sister for that long. And when I first met them, she used to always correct me. And so that was always drilled to me on how to actually say her name correctly and even, even like my wife, like my wife's name is uh, Natalie, but everyone pronounces it Natalie because it's right. spelled Natalie, but her her family and the origin, we would say Natalie. And it's just very right. different. So I say it correctly in public. I'll say Natalie just because they do it. And, and, that, and, and, that's, and that, that's so, so and not just to say that in the important, but again, you just brought out another important piece is that when people start to look at what you're trying to do and they don't have a, a, a focus point, they try to bring it back to something that they are familiar with. Yeah. And I, I, just think about it. I'm going to share with people about coming in and, and really trying to pursue their purpose. And especially if their purpose is something different that mm-hmm. people have never heard about, 
they share their purpose with other people that haven't been exposed to what their vision is. And all of a sudden they're, they're downgraded because yeah. people have not experienced with that. So they're trying to understand your vision through their experience. But your vision of who you're called to be is not based off of their, their point of reference. But yeah. if you don't do that, we get trapped in these, in, in, we trap our lives in these everyday people's vision with everyday people perspective. But you're called to do greater things than what you're doing right now. And you need to see life through your eyes. No, that, that is powerful. And I, I absolutely agree. So kind of talk, walk us through a little bit about your program for Champ I Am. When you're walking through someone that, what is like a first step that you like to take them through? And well, first off, what is the main problem that you usually help people go through? And what are the steps that you typically walk people through to, them, uh, to help you get to the point of being a Champ I Am? I think they get caught. The main problem is being able to allow, allow people to recondition their view of how they see themselves. Mm. So a lot of times, you know, I, I wish I could say I was like your son and had the identity of champ I am. From the day I was born, I came out champ. Da, da, I didn't have that. <laughs> I yeah. suffered with uh, self, I, I, self-esteem was my issue. Um, I, I did not believe that I was as wonderful as I am now. I didn't believe that I was... Um, uh, uniquely made. I felt like I was a pariah. I felt like I was the out the, the, the flower child on the wall somewhere. But I, even though I was the one that everyone came to for encouragement, I was the one that everybody came to when there was a problem. Yeah. I didn't see the champ I was in myself. I knew that I was supposed to be a professional speaker from the first time I saw Les Brown as a kid watching the New Jersey Network. We had New Jersey Public Broadcasting channel and it was in black and white when I was seeing it downstairs in the basement and he said there's greatness in you and I didn't even know that was a job but I said I wanted to do that. I've always had that speaking gift on the inside of me and I always knew that I was supposed to be that way but I never believed in myself enough to take the step forward to make it happen until six years ago and I had a heart attack scare Hmm. and I had a heart attack scare and that was telling me that um, I was working three jobs. I was just working three jobs. I don't know why I was working three jobs. I was working three jobs just to make it. I was a caretaker for my mom. And then on my midnight job, coming home from um, my doing my night job in the morning, my heart felt different. Mm. And, and when I went to the emergency room, the doctor said you had a heart attack. And in my mind, I'm like, the normal person would be panicking that you had a heart attack. Because if you had a heart attack, it only mean, mean that you were close to death. And, and I just immediately had a voice scream on the inside of my chest that was like from the inside of me just screamed, no, you haven't done what you're called to do. Yeah. And that was myself, that champ I am, crying out on the inside and said, no, it's not your time. No, you haven't done what you can do. Wake it up. And when I woke up, I was like, finding out one, the doctor said, no, you didn't have the heart attack. But sometimes it takes a moment like that to bring your reality in front of your face to show you who you are. Mm. And that conversation that I had to have was that, you know, I'm, I realized I was having a conversation with my inner self and I say my spiritual God. And I was saying, well, I know I'm called to speak. And the response was speak. But who's going to who's going to who's going to hire me? Speak. Nobody knows my name. Speak. And I stopped that day and I, and I started that day and I went and I, I, and I went where speakers spoke. 
I joined Toastmasters. And what I did was that from our, our lesson from the beginning, I identified myself as Christopher Hampton. And I am a motivational speaker. And I started to build messages and practice my messages at Toastmasters. And I started to deal with the, the self-esteem issues of who I was. But I learned at that point that, oh my God, they responded to what I called myself. And I had to be able to believe that I was called to be what I was called to be. And when they saw that my action lined up with my words, they believed what I was supposed to be. And I just started to embrace that and build that and realize it. And that's why I help other people realize is, okay, what, who are you seeing when you look at yourself? Not what people are saying about you, but what do you see when you look at yourself? And then write that down. What do you see yourself doing? I don't care if your purpose is, I want to be the best dad that I can be to my kids. Don't put that in the eyes of your neighbor who's chasing after the money. Because in the midst of you pursuing being the best father that you can be for your family, the best husband that you can be for your family, you're going to find out that money will come to you to serve you for your purpose. Mm. Where that guy is chasing the money, you're chasing the purpose. So I help you to realign your vision and see life a little bit more clearly. And that's one of my master classes that I talk about is, um, how to live beyond where you are, but I use a, a, a quote that says um, that that vision and purpose are the two lenses that you need to see life clearly. You have to see your life through vision and purpose. Yeah, that, that's so good. And then, you know, I, I'm, I'm not sure how much you can relate to this or that you observed, but being a veteran itself, you know, I, I always tell people that, you know, suicide rate amongst veterans is so high because lack of purpose, lack of ideas. Yes. And when we when we get when we get out of the military full time active duty, especially back from combat and you take off that uniform for the first time and realize that you never will wear that uniform again or you never will be part of the unit again or whatever it may be, you lost that sense of purpose and identity. And then they never really find who that true self is. And mm -hmm. because everything was lied or laid behind that uniform, behind that rank on their collar, behind the badge they wore across their chest. And it's, it's most people have a hard time figuring out what that is. And they live with the demons that they dealt with. And it, it's almost like giving themselves permission where they have to like get permission saying, Hey, it's okay to be different. It's okay to be something, something different and to choose an identity. And, and you said something really powerful where it's like, you gotta, you can choose the identity that you want and you live it out. And then once you start doing it, people will start seeing it and believing it. And then it becomes reality. So I, I, was, I, I like to use an example of like the rock, you know, um, the rock, you know, Dwayne Johnson is like, where did that name come from? The rock. He probably <laughs> gave it to himself. I have no clue. Maybe there's some history behind it, but there's a, there, but it doesn't really matter how that name came about. He is called the rock and everyone in the world knows him as the rock. And he owns that name, the rock. And that's his identity of who he is. If anyone says, Hey, the rock, they're gonna be like, Oh, that's Dwayne Johnson. Even if they don't know Dwayne Johnson, they know who the rock is. And, well, you know, and now he's translating back to Dwayne Johnson. And the great thing about that lesson, which you, what you just said right now, is, is, is an important lesson that we need to teach our children and, yeah. and adopt ourselves, is that we have to stop being tied to vehicles. Yeah. You see, wrestling was a vehicle for The Rock. Yeah. He's not in the same vehicle that he is now. Acting is a new vehicle for him now. Mm. And what we do is we train ourselves. Soldier is a vehicle. Being 
a soldier for our, our country, and thank you again for your service, is, is being a vehicle for a certain period of time. But because we train our children to be a doctor, to be a lawyer, to be a teacher, those are vehicles in yeah. which you can house your purpose. And if, you're, if you realize that you, you're never really in the same vehicle forever, you're okay when it's time to transition to something different or something out of the box. But we got to stop teaching our kids to be, um, you know, functional. You're a teacher. I, I um, wanted to be a teacher for, for most of my life, and I feel like I am a teacher. But if I went to my guidance counselor, my teacher would chose me the box of a vehicle of a high school or an elementary school. And if I was really, really good, a college professor. Yeah. But I am now on global platforms teaching the world. Yeah. I'm in a different vehicle. And I understand that as I get older, my vehicle's going to shape. Right now, one of the vehicles, I'm a dualpreneur. I have a vehicle. I know that eventually I'm going to change my vehicle. I'm not so tied to my corporate string that I can't see myself in another vehicle. And sometimes I might have a Maserati right here and a, and a Bentley right here. I have the choice to choose where I want to house my purpose. Mm-hmm. And I have control. When you don't have a choice, you don't have control. And when you don't have a choice, a lot of times because you can't see your way out of the situation that you're in right now. But because I have vision and I see purpose, I have choices on how I get there. It's not just one way of getting to my destination. Yeah. No, that, that's really good. So when when someone's listening to this and they're like, man, you you're speaking directly to me, you're speaking to my heart and what I'm struggling with right now. And let, let's just say it is the identity and purpose. Walk us through a little bit about how you help transform their mind and find that identity for themselves. Well, I always want to take like an interview and I kind of do like an interview when I'm doing individual coaching. And I'm, I, I kind of do my elevator pitch and I have them give me an elevator pitch, but I teach them how to do an elevator pitch first. So when you do an elevator pitch, it's usually like a 30 second synopsis of who you are and what you stand for and what you have to offer. Okay, so when you understand that 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 the basis of that is your elevator pitch, then you're going to ask yourself who, what, where, why, how, and when. Okay, so when you ask yourself who am I, then you start writing down who are you, not what they say you are, but who are you. When I look at you, and when you look at yourself, you need to have that self reflection time that you are asking who am I, because who you are will dictate the next question: Where am I going? So when you have an outer who you are, you understand where you want to go. And then you're just like, okay, I have a destination because one of the main things that we have to differentiate are you, are you a navigator or are you a drifter? You see, navigators have a destination. Drifters are just going with the tide. Navigation, when the waves start getting rough, they're able to navigate through the circumstance. Drifters are subject to circumstances. So when you know who you are, you know where you're going. And then when you understand the what, then you say, well, I know who I am. I know where I'm going. What happens is what am I doing while I'm on my way to where? You see, when you know what you're supposed to be doing, when you know where you're supposed to be going, you know what you need to do to prepare. So because I knew I was a speaker, I had to what? Go where speakers spoke. Then I started to build my network. Then I started to grow my network. I started to do things that were what? Um, pushing me towards my purpose, further towards my purpose. I started to build relationships on purpose 
rather than just hanging out in the corner with my friends. And then I ask why you do what you do. Why I do this is because whenever I'm in this position talking to you, I could talk for hours like this. I am fulfilled when I am helping other people find their why and being able to help other people um, find their purpose and embrace it. So I'm selfish. Yes, there's a little piece of gratitude I get when it takes care of me when I'm taking care of other people. And then I know um, how. How is the vehicle? That's what we're talking about, the vehicle. How is how I'm going to get there? What vehicles do I need to take me to my purpose? And in my purpose, a lot of times, because I knew my purpose, even if the vehicle didn't look like the vehicle that was going to take me to my purpose, I still knew how to use the vehicle to get me where I was going. An example, when I first started speaking, um, as a professional speaking, I had a corporate background. I thought I was going to be speaking first. My first clients were going to be Fortune 500 companies. Now they are. But no, I started in the fashion industry, speaking to models about understanding their words and treating their, 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 their brand as a business. I didn't know. I have no fashion sense whatsoever. <laughs> but because I knew my purpose, and I was able to share my purpose in different environments. When the vehicle came in the fashion, I was able to just jump in there. Do you know that there are people in the fashion industry that have opened doors for me, met, gave me relationships that I, I would not have had today if I did not step out and, and go into that circle? Mm. But if I was tied to just the corporate vehicle, I would have never been able to meet those relationships. And then the last is when. What is the timeline that you're going to do? So I have them, and, and I said, now, what are the things that you can do now that can get you closer? I am here not because of, uh, I, I am a global speaker. I have spoken in Africa. I have spoken in um, Indonesia, Egypt, uh, Canada, Australia, South America, the United Kingdom, um, and all over the United States on a global basis over the past COVID to two years. That's when I blew up over the past two years. Because I knew my purpose, when COVID pandemic happened, it didn't turn me around. It blew me up. So it's, I'm here today speaking to you, not because of a whole bunch of big steps, but from a series of little steps that led to this destination. So it may look like when you finally recognize my name and my brand, and now you hear me out on the street. It may look like I came here yesterday. No, but I've been walking this journey little steps at a time. And I've been consistent. Even when nobody didn't know my name, I knew who I was supposed to be. There you go, guys. You know, really taking the time to understand the who, what, the who, where, what, why, how, and when is definitely a really cool framework to really give you a good understanding of where you're going, what you're doing, and why you're doing it, and uh, can get you on the right steps. So thank you so much for sharing that framework because I'm definitely going to steal it and I'm going to start doing some of my homework for myself on, uh, on doing that because it's a simple framework, but it's, it, it, while you're talking about it, it's making me think it's like, oh man, I, I definitely could clarify or clean this up a little more and even perfect my message even better by going through the simple framework. So I, I love that. It's, it's an easy thing to follow, but it definitely makes us think a little bit deeper about why we're doing what we're doing in the first place. So, which brings me to my next question about you personally. And I ask this for every person that gets on our show, but ultimately, what is your creed? Meaning, what is the one thing that you're most committed to that you'll be resilient 
even through the most difficult times, showing up every day, giving your best and having the mental and physical discipline to complete your mission. So Christopher, what is your creed? My creed for myself is releasing the champ I am in me. Um, I have to release it in me first before I can release it in other people. So they always got to see me go to the next level. I'm always trying to move to the next level. I'm trying to see that the champ I am is not just a brand, but it's a life philosophy that I'm embracing and walking it out first so that when you see me and you see the work that I do, you will see the synonymous happen. And I'm also working on my family, making sure that me and my wife, uh, the next stages of our lives, I want to see her blow into her her thing, but I would love just to see us do some things together uh, and, and making sure that we're moving um, as a family on purpose as well. So that's my life creed, the reason why I do what I would do. And, and one of the things they talk about when it comes to your purpose is like, what would you do for free? If no one would pay you, what would you do? I've done this for free. I did it when there was no price tag to it. And that was still fulfilling me and still doing it. Now I can now charge for it. And be at a different place, but I—that's how I know. I, I did it when it was for nothing. I was, and now it's like I get paid to do this. This is a great place to be. I get paid to empower people, and I would have done it for free. But I'm so glad that I don't have to do it for free. I'm so glad that people see the value to put a price tag behind it and say, "No, this is an investment to bring champion in, and it's a worthy investment." So I gotta always keep putting the work in to see what the next level of champion I am. In. And when I look at myself, I don't see myself. As right now, the Anthony Robbins or the, the Les Browns or anything, I'm not even trying to compare myself with that. I'm just enjoying the journey of me at the time that I am now. I have life is too short to be comparing to somebody that you never even probably meet. I'm trying to enjoy the journey of where I am now and, and elevate at each level. Yeah, there's so many great things that you just said. And it goes back to what you said about the, the fashion industry, about understanding your worth. And that's almost for you. It's like you understand your worth. But then it goes back to the quote saying, if you help enough people get what they want, then you're going to get what you want. And yes. I, I, I believe that wholeheartedly because I believe in leading with the servant's heart. And I know if I'm serving, taking care and making an impact to help other people, then God's going to provide for me and my family. And I've never gone to bed hungry and just knowing that he's always there to provide. So learning to serve, learning to help other people to be and making an impact to do greater things is definitely powerful. So. Love that. Love everything we just talked about. I love how you're saying that releasing the champ I am within you is definitely an amazing creed and something that a lot of people can definitely take and live by. All right, audience. Well, I'm going to be posting his his contact information in the show notes. Any links that he provides me, I'm going to be able to get that in there so that way you guys can get connected with Christopher. And if you want to be able to reach out, get in touch, learn about what he's doing and be able to find the champ I am within you. And we need a little of that motivation or want someone to be able to come speak to motivate your, your team, your corporation, or your next event, make sure you reach out. I had the pleasure to be able to see Christopher speak at a competition and he dominated the show, took first place, won the entire audience and was phenomenal. So, uh, which is why I wanted him to be on here today because I knew that he was going to deliver something amazing for all of you guys. So we'll jot those, his contact information in the show notes. And before we get off, Christopher Champ, I am, do you have any last minute notes that you want to leave the audience? Awesome. Definitely. Well, in that competition, I don't want to take from Mel B. She's powerful. She, I came in second place, but I still felt like I was winning. Well, you and Mel B both made it to the top of the stage and you both did phenomenal jobs. So, which was well, awesome. what I would like to say to you is like, you know, again, I think I want to go back to that because I wasn't in my notes to say anything that, you know, when you look at somebody that's successful, it, it was not because of the leaps and the bounds, but it was a bunch of 
little steps that got them to where they are. And a lot of that is, again, the people that are in your, in your, your area are not going to recognize you for who you are. So don't look for your validation from the people that are around you. Look for the confirmation of the work that you're doing. Start networking outside of your backyard. Look for someone else's yard to be great in. And then when you come back to your own yard, they'll recognize after a while. But still, keep jumping in other people's backyards. Keep meeting people. Keep setting up the relationship. But do it with purpose in mind. Do it with the why in mind. You know why you're meeting these people. You know why you're connecting to these people. You're just not showing up to be there in life. Stop showing up to be there in life and start living life on purpose. And then you'll be able to enjoy the vision and be fulfilled while you're working because you know why you're doing what you do. There you go. Well, thank you so much, Christopher, for joining us on today's show. I really appreciate your time and being able to bless me and my audience with your message. And until next time, Simplify. Simplify. Thank you for listening to the Daily Creed Podcast Show with J.R. Spear. If you want to get more leads and grow your business, head over to fitprofunnels.com to get your free gift today. That's fitprofunnels.com. And to connect with JR online, check him out on Facebook at jr.spear.3. Or feel free to join the Facebook group at FitProFunnels. And you can also find him on Instagram at jr.spear. 